0: Excited about being here on the Old Path Bible Study with you today. We're in Hebrews chapter seven. I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter thirteen, and uh, it has gone by so fast and so wonderful. I tell you, the Lord has blessed us in this great book of Hebrews. We started some time back. Um, it's been a good while. We cut. Co- we've covered verse by verse. And we're in the last chapter today, so I want to encourage you, and as always, grab your Bibles if you can. If you're in a position where you can get your Bible, get a piece of paper, get a pencil, get ready to uh, just have you a good old uh, Bible class today because the Lord is going to speak to our hearts. He's going to show us truth, and His desire is that He can put our feet in what He is showing us. It's more than we see something. We are led into all truth. We walk in truth. Hallelujah. The Lord has no greater joy than to see His children walking in the truth that He will guide them in. So uh, we're just tickled to be here with you today. And in the morning, don't forget, at 9 a.m. Central Time, Cross Time with Pastor Curtis, we'll be in 1 Peter again, chapter 3. Just loving every word of it. It's the Lord's Word, nothing more precious But also, if you're watching right now, you're watching on the Crossway Church of Queen City, Texas Facebook page. But there's also a YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and you can subscribe and follow, uh, like that YouTube channel. So you'll get alerts when we go live and you have the choice to watch or watch later or whatever. So don't forget to check out the YouTube channel where we're now uploading a series of messages entitled Overflow. And they, they're covering different topics, but they won't be on Facebook. They'll just be on the YouTube channel. So watch them and share them and help publish the Word of God. Also, the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. There's a blog. Click on the blog. Read the two or three articles that we have there. They'll help you tremendously. Click on the store icon. And see the commentaries and books that are there offered, and uh, I, I promise you, they will help you tremendously as you behold the Lamb, and then what who He is and what He did at Calvary concerning all the words of God. You'll be you'll, you you'll be walking in a place you've never walked before. It's a guarantee. Also, I'll be with my wife, Robin. In Austin, Texas, just a couple of weeks from now, March the 25th and 26th, that's a Saturday and a Sunday. We'll be there at 10 a.m. I'll be teaching that Saturday morning and then again Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So if you're anywhere near Austin, Texas, just uh, come on out and be with us. If you want information on where it's at, it's the House of the Living God, Pastors Jonathan and Kimberly Botello. If you need information, just send me an email, Hutchinson at att.net or look on my Curtis Hutchinson Facebook page and the information you'll find it. We'll be glad to help you get there if we can. So also, Andrew... My son and I will be with Pastor Scotty Williams, his wife Nicole, and the great cross-eyed congregation of Dublin, Georgia, April the 15th and the 16th. Andrew and I both will be speaking at different times, and we're just so thankful for that. Looking forward to these great trips to minister with these churches who are learning the message of the cross, uh, preaching and teaching the message of the cross, this great gospel, hallelujah, of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're anywhere near those areas, make sure you come out, see us. We'd love to to meet you if we've not met you yet, and just minister the word, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 10, wonderful portion of scripture here. The Holy Spirit is telling us we have an altar, That's those who have their faith in the sacrifice of Christ. That's that's our New Testament altar. The the new covenant, Jesus said, is in his blood, and it was shed on the altar. That's the cross of Christ. And he says we have an altar whereof they, we versus they, we, everybody's invited. I want to say that because some people running around saying, hey, y'all just trying to say, you know, y'all the only ones. No, God said for whosoever. We'll call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, God so loved the world that He gave His only-begotten Son, hallelujah, and Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for. All men, hallelujah. So uh, you don't listen to folks saying negative things about other people who trying to make it exclusive. It is exclusive for those who will believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ can be saved anywhere, at any time, in any condition, any situation, as long as their hearts believe, which is a surrendering to the truth of the cross of Christ. But here's here's what we have to talk about. The church has to keep partaking of this altar. It's not a one-time. It was a one-time to get in, but it's a constant partaking of the flesh and the blood of Jesus or, or we're not walking with him. We're not experiencing who we think we're experiencing. There are other gospels, other Jesuses, and other spirits, and I know people say, well, I get sick of hearing that. Well, it's because you've grown weary in well doing. Well, a part of well doing is testing the spirits. Are they bringing that form of doctrine into their teachings and worship services that makes all doctrine sound? The gospel, hallelujah. Watch now. We have an altar whereof they have no right to, here it comes, eat. Eat. Everybody is spiritually eating something. Everybody is spiritually eating something. Everybody is surrendered to something. Everybody is serving something. Romans 6, 16 tells us what those two avenues are. There's not three. There's not a third. There's two. Read Romans 6.16. I don't want to get into that this morning. That would send me in an entirely different direction. But watch this. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. Now he's talking about the the Jews of old, the Jews who are still serving the old tabernacle, the animal sacrifices, the the feast, all these things that Jesus came and fulfilled, carried out. Fulfill and actually did away with. Get that now. He did away with the first that he might establish the second, which the second is the new and everlasting covenant in His blood. But I want us to catch this, and I know we've talked about it, but we're not rushing through this by no means because we are very slow to get what we should be. We're what we should be getting. We're be- very quick to get something false. But you'll have to admit we're very, very slow to get what's real and what's right because of this flesh we're trapped in. That's why nobody just stumbles across the truth. They must know they're desperate. They must see their need. They must be seeking. Even if they don't really know what they're seeking for, they must be on a soul-search-seeking mission. And when then they hear the truth of the gospel, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I needed. Hallelujah. We have an altar. We have the cross. We, new covenant believers, the cross is not somewhere in the past, my friends. Take it up means it's right now. Deny yourself, take up your cross daily if you want to be able to follow the Jesus of the Bible. Denying self, taking up our cross, is partaking, is eating from the altar. What is that? The flesh and and, and, and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means our heart surrendered to the truth of the gospel, the cross of Christ they have no right. See, and that proves, as we brought out last time, that it confirms the legalities of the situation, the legalities of the cross, the legal work of the cross was, it was a legal work. That's why we've been made just. God has justified us, removed condemnation and justified us. And the only legal place that God is offering anybody to be able to eat, to partake of Him, is the altar of the cross of Christ, His flesh and His blood. Hallelujah. No one else, no one else has a right to eat off that altar while we're trusting in the purpose-driven life, the government of 12, while we're trusting in the walk of Emmaus, the words we speak, uh, any even the good things we're called to do if we're trusting in them, if our faith is in them. Listen, if our faith is in healing, if our faith is in Pentecost. If our faith is in anything, then we've eliminated ourselves from grace, Galatians chapter 5, which means we've eliminated ourselves from, while we're trusting in those things, from partaking of this altar. Because while I'm trusting in anything other than the cross... I have no right to eat off the cross. The only right I have to eat off the cross is a surrendered heart, faith in Christ and what He did on that altar for me and to me, hallelujah, to the Lamb, glory be to God. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. Let's go on now. For the bodies of those beasts, those animal sacrifices. See, he's talking about those who serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. And you can read this in Leviticus chapter 4, this very instructional method of God to bring the animals into the, 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 the sacrificial place, cut their throats, drain their blood, and then the animals, their carcasses, were hauled back outside the camp and burned outside the gate, outside the camp. And watch now. Let us, let me read verse 12, wherefore Jesus also, see he goes back to the focus of Jesus and his sacrifice. There's never another focus. There's never another focus, my friend. There's never anything else in the Bible that brings the vision we need. There are many things to learn about in the Word, but there is no vision of anything outside of seeing everything through the blood. I'm sorry for folks who just don't get that. But the the less they get it, the less they can help folk who are saved. You you, you know, if you're preaching the salvation message, folk will get saved. But if you're not tying the the blood of Jesus, the cross of Christ, God's redemptive plan to what you're teaching and preaching, you're not going to be able to help the body of Christ because the vision we were given at the born again experience Listen, they're the seeing glasses. The the cross of Christ, the new covenant in his blood is the only thing that allows us to see anything and everything properly. So if we're not seeing through the blood, not because of the blood, but because of the blood now and through the blood, we'll never be able really and truly to live the sanctified, the crucified life, which is what this portion of Scripture, you're going to see it, is talking about. Watch this. "...wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people..." That means that he might set the people apart unto himself. This is where it all happened, my friend, at Calvary. "...wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gate." And last week we saw that the carcasses of the animals were taken outside the camp and burned, symbolic of the wrath of God burning up those animal sacrifices that were symbolically, symbolically, the blood uh, washed our sins away in the Old Covenant. It covered their sins temporarily, and then the bodies were taken out there and burned as a symbolic sign of the wrath of God burning up those animal sacrifices, completely down to ashes. Hallelujah. And Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate entirely, entirely. The cross was the altar where the, where the blood was shed. Outside the gate, the wrath of God fell upon Christ for our sins. Hallelujah. And as we brought out last week, Psalms 85 and 10 says righteousness and peace kissed. And that's where righteousness and peace kissed where he did the work of righteousness and made our peace, Isaiah 32, 17, Colossians 1 and 20. And, and, and that's where he did the righteous work of God, making peace between God and men. And that's where he made us righteous, outside the gate, outside the gate. And where righteousness and peace, the Bible says, write it down, please, Psalms 85, 10 Is where righteousness and peace kissed at the cross. That word kissed means a kindled fire. That's where the fire of God fell on Christ's sacrifice, burning up, uh, not, not some natural fire like at Mount Carmel, but spiritual fire that fell on the sacrifice of Christ on who He is and burnt up just. Turned, washed our sins away, hallelujah. The wrath of God was upon Christ for our sins, our guilt, our shame, hallelujah, to the Lamb. Glory be to God. Think about this now. In verse 13, let us go forth, therefore, therefore, because of what Jesus did there, if our faith is there, we can go forward. Therefore, the cross, we march. Without faith in the cross, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, I say my faith is in there. I'm not talking about, well, of course I believe in the cross. I know all Christians believe the cross happened, and when they were born again, if the person surrendered from his heart to that truth of Calvary. You didn't have to theologically know everything about everything, but you had to surrender that heart of who you are to the truth of Christ's death. You had to accept that his death paid the price for your sins, and your heart surrendered to that truth. That's why you repented from your sins, and you turned and followed Christ. That's the born-again experience, my friend, to believe something in the head to just say, okay, well, okay, I agree with that. If the heart doesn't surrender to the truth, then the heart didn't accept the truth. Faith in the Word is a heart surrendering to the Word, not just the head's knowledge of, okay, well, I agree. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, I say that's right. Okay. No, no. Faith is an action word and it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. But Peter wrote in 2 Peter 1 and 1 that the faith, this like precious faith that we've obtained has come through righteousness. It don't come, faith don't come except through righteousness. See, there's a lot of people, if, if they'd only listen. They could understand these things, and then they'd understand why there's some that are not turning back. There's some that are not going back into what they came out of. There's some that are not going to allow the mixture. There's some that are going to carry this cross, the exclusivity of the message, all the way to the finish line, just like Paul did. Come on now, somebody. Now, let's, let's stay on track here now. Verse 13, I hope you're understanding a little bit of this today. Let us go forth, therefore. Because of that, let us, listen, who are, who's us? Us who are eating from the right altar. Now, I can't move on. The Holy Spirit won't let me right now. Wait a minute. It's not that I say I believe in the cross. It's not that I say, of course, I believe in the cross. All Christians have believed in the cross. But it's what I believe in now. It's where my faith is now. It's where I'm surrendered. It's the truth of the gospel I'm surrendered to now. It's, it's that my, my, my testimony is the blood of the Lamb. That's the word of my testimony. It is my testimony. And because my faith is there now, I'm experiencing growth in me not loving my life unto death. Come on now. Listen, don't dare sit here and think that that's not a possibility because where that's quoted in Revelation, that's talking about saints, believers. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And I understand it may be talking about saints during the, the tribulation period, people who get saved and Jewish people who get saved, whoever gets saved. But right now, my friend, right now, my friend, Nobody's ever overcame anything except by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony as they're found not loving their lives unto death. Get that now. Let us go forth, therefore, because of that, because Christ sanctified the people outside the camp. Just like the carcasses of the animals we're burned outside the camp. What Jesus did outside the camp is what sanctified us. Amen. So let's look at John 17, 17 to bring a very important truth in Bible teaching today. In verse 17, he says, Sanctify them, the people he's praying for, that you and me, praise God. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. But you got to understand the word of God, the truth that sanctifies, is only the truth of the gospel. That's why it's the gospel, the blood of Jesus, the cross of Christ, the altar that God has given us, the blood of Christ, that God has given us upon the altar, the cross, that sanctifies. Come on now. And that is concerning all these words. That's what is concerning all these words. Not denominational views, not men's opinions. It's the blood of Jesus that's concerning all these words. Take a note, Exodus 24, verse 8. Write it down. Go look at it later. If in the old covenant the word of the Lord came and said, Behold the blood of the covenant that I've made for you, I've given for you concerning all these words, how much more so the blood that was shed for us on Calvary's cross is concerning all these words. I want you to hear me today. There is no applicable Word of God to the heart lest it be applied by the Holy Spirit and He only bears witness to the blood of Jesus. He only bears witness to those who will come and eat from the altar. Not just those who have, those who are. Galatians chapter 5 tells us that we can be in a place where we have eaten from the altar but now we're walking in a place where Christ is not affecting us. He's not benefiting us. He's not profiting us. We've fallen from grace. Hallelujah. The table of grace is the table where the blood and the body of the Lord Jesus Christ is discerned properly and partaken of. Well, how how do I do that? How do I discern of the Lord's body properly? Well, it's not only what saved me and forgave me from my sin. It's not only what gave me grace to be forgiven, but it's also the only thing that God uses to give me grace to transform me, to conform me into the image of Christ. I want you to know that today eating off any other table, any other altar, the altar of all these altars that Satan himself has brought into the church eliminates us from eating from the right altar. And if we're not eating from the right altar, that means the Word of God as it pertains to the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus as it pertains to all the words of God, then my friend, we'll stay miserable. We'll have to fake it with that religious smile and we'll just have to uh, learn to, to, to memorize scripture and quote it and keep, you know, uh, uh, deceitfully deceiving ourselves. We'll have to keep hearing the word but never finding the avenue of doing the word. We'll have to keep confessing our sin but never finding the power to forsake our sin. But if you're eating off that right altar, my friend, if you're eating off that right altar, glory be to God, if you're eating off that right altar, then you're going to be found dwelling in Him Your Savior and Him in you. Dwelling means there's a continuing of, a remaining in that place where you began. Hallelujah. Watch now. Verse thirteen: Let us go forth, therefore, unto Him. Th- 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 this is this is Christianity, my friend. This is New Covenant writing. This is not Old Covenant writing. This is New Covenant writing. Let us go forth, therefore, unto Him, unto Christ. Uh, look. With outside the camp, without the camp, outside the camp, bearing his reproach. Uh, If you keep talking about the cross, you keep trusting in the cross, you're going to bear the reproach, and who you're going to be attacked by for the most part is People that are Christians they have been saved but they've not been taught properly and for the most part people who are attacking people like Paul who are becoming determined to know nothing else are only riding on the coattails of ministers. oh I'm following this man oh I'm following this man I'm fo-. listen if you're following Christ that means you got to go forth without the camp. you got to get past all that old Old Testament tabernacle stuff. And this is not just about the Old Testament tabernacle feast and rituals and the animal of of blood, uh, the blood of animals that Hebrew says never pleased God. He was never pleased with the blood of animals. Because it couldn't save. It could only cover sin and temporarily allow men to be held in paradise. But when Jesus came, hallelujah, and did what he did on the cross outside the camp, that was the most powerful and most significant move of God, most powerful move of God, the wisest move of God. Everything that God had ever done would come forth from that cross that day outside the camp. So you and I are told, you and I are told in our Bibles in the new covenant writings to let us go forth therefore unto him, Jesus. How do we go unto Jesus? By going outside the camp of all that legalistic stuff days, weeks, months, eating this, not eating that, this, that, this, that, anything outside, anything other than a heart surrendered to our union with Christ in his death eliminates us from eating from the table of sacrifice. Let us go forth therefore unto him. Where is he? He's outside the camp of all legalities of the Old Testament. He's out. Outside the camp of the legalities of the law of the word. He's outside the camp now. In the place we go to Him outside the camp, where He bared our reproach on the cross. No, He's not still on the cross, but that's where we go to Him. That's why He taught. If you're gonna follow Me, my friend, He didn't say if you're gonna just acknowledge Me one time. If you're gonna fall, fo- if any man is gonna follow Me follow me. That means walk after me. That means come after me. That means be with me. That means benefit from me. If any man is going to come after me, he's going to have to deny himself. You know the proof of biblical self-denial is that you take up your cross. That means you come back to Calvary. That means that, that, means that you acknowledge your Christ died for you. But wait, that's not it. You're already a Christian, more than likely. But now you're acknowledging your unified place with him, the place that God identifies you in this life now on this journey with him, and that's in your union with him in his death. It's where your faith is. It's where you partake. It's where you partake. Watch. Let us who are saved, those of us who've chosen to partake of this altar, Let us go forth, therefore, unto him outside the camp of all these legal means. Outside the camp where God's wrath fell on him. Outside the camp bearing his reproach. You deny yourself, my friend, take up your cross. And learn to see the Word of God. The Holy Spirit desires more than you have ever could imagine to teach you the Word of God. Every jot and tittle concerning the cross of Christ. So that you can live by true faith that comes through righteousness and keeps your feet on that path of righteousness. Keeps that garment of righteousness you've got on unstained, unspotted. Hallelujah. That's where we eat. That's why the Bible in Hebrews tells how we see Jesus. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, looking unto Jesus. But we see Jesus. Both of those Bible verses tell us that we got to be looking at what he did at Calvary. That's what we're being made conformable to. Philippians 3.10, 2 Corinthians uh, what is it? 2 Thir- uh, uh, Corinthians chapter four, verse eleven through thirteen, tell us that the Holy Spirit delivers us who are alive because we're partaking from this altar unto the death of Jesus. Why? That we might experience the life of Christ. And then it goes on there in Second Corinthians chapter four to tell us. That's what true faith is. That's what you're believing if your faith is true and your mouth, you are believing and your mouth is speaking back to we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and we love our lives not unto this reproach of death. Hallelujah. There's a revival taking place right now, my friend. It's been going on for a long time. And there is a few who are hearing the call of God back to their first love. They're hearing the wake-up call unto righteousness. They're hearing it. They're hearing it, and I'm glad to be one of them. And he's calling you to, and he's calling you to stay there, and he's calling you to help publish these words of truth. So do more than like, do more than comment. Hit the share button and help us get this great truth out. To the entire world, hallelujah. Praise God. I love you and I praise God for you. He's raising up those who are good soldiers, soldiers of the cross, to march all the way to the finish line carrying this blood-stained banner, hallelujah. Let us, therefore, go outside The camp of men's legalities, men's traditions that make the word of God of none effect and let us carry just the cross to the finish line. Just the cross is all we're taking up to the finish line. Hallelujah. If the Lord stirs your heart to sow to Him through this ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. And again, don't forget about the website. Don't forget about the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And don't forget, in the morning at 9 a.m. Central, cross time with Pastor Curtis, 1 Peter chapter 3. You don't want to miss any light God is pointing in front of you to walk in. Hallelujah. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.